the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's a couple minutes after 4. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL on the app website, perhaps, WFIL.com or on the app. Sue's here. Hi, Sue. Hi, Tim. I don't hear anything. Oh, don't worry about it. All right. All right. There's your microphone. Pull that closer. We'll say hi to you again more officially in a second. The forecast today, sunny and then getting uh, down to 17 tonight. Not that it was warm today. 33 the high. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 36. Toasty compared to today. Sixers lost for the first time last night. 108-104 at home. Uh, they were at 13 14. I know at home. They're home tomorrow night against Dallas. Hopefully, get back on the winning track. Flyers are home this evening against Buffalo. If you're looking forward to Thursday night football, sorry, it's done for the year. Eagles are home Sunday afternoon, 4 25 against Dallas. So, pretend that microphone's your favorite ice cream. What's your favorite ice cream, Sue? Chocolate. All right. So, bring that closer to you. Make sure it's like really there. There you go. All right. All right, that's why, am I here, that's why are you here? Yeah, you're here just to. That's good. You're good. Yeah, you're fine. So, <laughs> so for those just tuning in, we have a lot going on this hour. All right, just so people understand, we have a lot of giveaways we're going to get into in a minute. We have Jim Daly, president of Focus and the Family, is going to join us. Nice. Yeah, and we have a gentleman named Jake Hoot. Oh, what a hoot! Yeah, he never heard that before, Sue. I did. Yeah. Jake actually won season 17 of The Voice a couple nights ago. Yeah. So where he's, he's going to grace us with his presence for a few minutes. But you're here, Sue. Did they say the best goes first? How does that phrase? <laughs> or the best for last. Well, anyway, not, not true here. Sue, I want to introduce you to the audience because you're the one, whenever the prizes happen, you're the one that eventually packages them up all pretty and sends them out. Right. With lots of TLC. Right. So I just wanted to give you a little heads up. That you're going to be busy tomorrow. You're, oh. You are in tomorrow, right? Yes, I am. Okay. No so. rest for the weary. No, we're going to make you a little wearier. You're going okay. vacation. We want to make sure that you really... I love to send out these packages. Yeah? Books, gift cards. The whole deal. All kinds of stuff. You're well familiar. Well, there's a stack of books here. It's called The Characters of Christmas. It's a gentleman named Daniel Darling. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. So... We have four copies of this to give away tomorrow. Well, now, but we want to give them to you tomorrow morning so you can mail them out. Okay. Sounds right? good. So that's a start. I started reading that one this morning. It's you... very good. Okay, good. So if you would like to win a copy of The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus by author Daniel Darling, send a, a quick text to our text line, 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Sue, I know you have to answer the phones, get ready to head back downstairs. 
I just want to play a quick clip of this guy, Daniel, so people understand what the book's about. Is that fair enough? That sounds good. Can, can you hang on for just a minute or no two? No problem. Okay, very good. This is Daniel Darling. And again, listen in. If you want to win this book, we have four copies to give away. The first four people to text in, we'll mail it out to you. To, Sue will mail it out to you tomorrow. I will sign the letter. Well, you'll sign the letter? I'll sign it. You'll autograph it too? <laughs> That's very nice. All right, Daniel Darling, here we go. The book you've recently released is called The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. Very timely, of course, this time of year. And as I was going through different books we could talk about uh, on the program, this one stood out. Uh, just a very interesting title and concept. And to share a bit about you know, how this book came to be. Well, I've always really loved Christmas ever since I was a kid. Always looked forward to December. And I've always been intrigued by the people that make up our nativity sets. Uh, who are, adorn our Christmas cards or, um, you know, our kids dress up as, as them in our pageants. And, you know, reading through the Gospels, you know, my whole life, intrigued by who are these people. You know, we have kind of made them famous in the 2,000-plus years since uh, the birth of Jesus. But we have to remember at the time in the first century, these were just ordinary people uh, who were uh, caught up in the story of Jesus. Part of the beauty, I think, of the of the book is you— you make the rounds, if you will, into all the different folks who are connected with the story that we read about. Uh, but they were not often, as you mentioned, like in the case of the shepherds. Uh, not a, I mean, not that people would think that's a high-powered position necessarily, but we may make them a little nicer status than you know today than they were back then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's interesting if you and I were scripting the story of Christmas, of, of if we were scripting the announcement of Jesus, of the long awaited promise come to the earth, fulfilling God's promise to send a redeemer, we probably would have not <laughs> chosen the characters that God chose to put in the story. We would have chosen people who might have royal connections, uh, who might be a little bit more wealthy or protected, you know, in terms of mm. um, their power and position. We probably would have announced it in Rome or in at least in Jerusalem where the religious elite were. We would not have chosen to pick uh, a couple from Nazareth. Um, we probably wouldn't have had the birth in Bethlehem, but this tells us something about the kind of kingdom that Jesus came to establish. That's author Daniel Darling. His book is called The Characters of Christmas, The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. If you'd like to win a copy, we have four. We'll, we'll mail them out. Sue will gladly mail them out tomorrow. Sue, Sue took time out of her busy schedule downstairs to come up and say hello. So, Sue, I'm going to give you these books now okay. in anticipation of tomorrow. Okay. All right. And, uh, well, give me one so I can refer to it. Thank you. And I'll bring the other one down later. All right. So now, but that, I know you're capable of much more than this. So we have more. So folks want to win this. Number one, 610-500-DOVE. First, do your mailing label. Make it easy. First and last name, mailing address with zip. And then we can just pass it right on to Sue and she'll mail it your gift tomorrow. That way you have it in time for Christmas. Right? Okay. So there's that. We have another prize we're going to give away in a moment uh, as well. If you want to win Sarah Groves' new CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart. Can you handle that too, Sue, if we give you some of those to mail out tomorrow? I have plenty of envelopes. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. We're going to, and I know, again, we'll let you get back to, you know, your other stuff you're doing, but um, we want to load you up with prizes to to be mailing out tomorrow. Uh, Share while you're here for a second a little bit. (laughs) You have nothing to fear here, Sue. Share a little bit about, you know, you're the face that people, if they ever come to the station, they see you first. That's right. So you're trusted to be that front line. If you're a little, you know, whatever, they may okay. turn around and walk away. I won't be whatever. So what do you see down there? What, what happens? What's your day like down there? 
all kinds of things. Ah, my day. Yeah. Well, I'm usually only here until 2, so this is a special day yes. that I'm here with Some you. Some days are longer, but not today. I mean, and I face big glass doors, and I can see the weather, whether it's yes. whether the weather is raining or snowing right. or sunny. Yes. And it doesn't matter. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. In, yeah. At our station, right? Yes, it's true. Um when the mailman comes, I, I have a little buzzer by my, my – the front door is locked. I have a little buzzer that I can let the mailman in and the UPS guy and the visitors all come in. Right. And when all the folks here at the station go out for lunch or they go out for their meetings, they all say goodbye and hello. So it's the social hub of the uh, station. Yeah, that's good. And, of course, you'd like to put snacks out every now and again. You're good like that. <laughs> I see you do I, I it. Pass off other people's snacks. That's it. I try not to redirect the chocolate. Myself. Exactly. Chocolate redirector is on your business card, <laughs> and you also have a very special hat. Where did you get that shiny pink hat? Uh, uh, when the sun is blazing through my window, I am Can't staring see. straight into it. Right. <laughs> so I have a, a pink baseball hat that's glitter, pink glitter. Yes. And a year ago, I went on a cruise with my mother. Did you know this? I don't think I did. I went on a cruise with my mother, and before we left, we were shopping at some store, um, and I said, oh, look, and I just put the hat on. She thought that was very cute and bought it for me. Yeah. While we were on the cruise, whenever we got off the ship, I would wear that hat, and she could spot me. My mother just turned 90. Wow. So she would spot me by my hat. Yeah. And then one time we were in a gift shop and i wasn't wearing the hat <clears throat> and i was standing right next to her and she was looking all around <laughs> and i That's said funny. what are you looking for mom and she looked at me and she said oh there you are you're not wearing your hat yeah that's funny <laughs> so it made a big deal to her but then several other people on the cruise especially on our bus you know you, you get on a certain bus maybe there's three or four buses yeah but all the people on my bus would watch for my hat so they didn't know me from Adam, but yeah, they but they knew the hat. hat. Yeah, yes. well. So then it was sitting at home, and I thought, well, this would be a good place to do it. So if people come, they should not. So you're turning the reflection right back at people. The mm -hmm. sun's coming in, you're sending the reflection right back and out. And it gets comments too. I mean, people come to visit, and they will. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more question before you go, and, and before we load up more prizes okay. to keep you busy tomorrow, uh, share for a second how you came to faith in the Lord. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know. It was a long, long time ago. Okay. In um, 68, 1968. That's when I was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was, I think I was, it was between my junior and senior year in high school, and okay. I went to a Young Life camp. Yeah. And little did I know that at that, that same week, there was <clears throat> a commotion going in in Chicago, a, hmm. a political brouhaha was okay. going on. But at any rate, it was at a Young Life camp in uh, in uh, in California that that I did, and I had always gone to church. Mom and Dad took me to church. I was the president of our youth group at church. Yeah. And um, wow. But until that week, I didn't quite get hooked into what it you know what actually it was that yeah. that was turning my life over to Christ. I had a head knowledge and belief. But I didn't, um, I didn't have that walk with the Lord that I had after that. Wow. 
That's great. Everybody's got a different story. And I'm yeah. sure we could elaborate more too. Maybe we can pop in again sometime and share more. <laughs> pop in. Yeah. We'll do that. Yeah. Thank you, Sue. Thank you. Yeah. Jim. That's Sue from our front desk. And she's the one who fires out all the prizes and fires out the big smiles. So when you stop by and much other, many other things, I usually drops off on that. Sue, can you do that? Can you do that? So thank you for all your work that you do. Yeah. And um, again, the characters of Christmas is the book. If you want to win this, text in 610 500 Dove. We have four copies to do. We also have Sarah Groves' CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart. We're going to play a song from that after the break, but let me give you a little soundbite of what uh, Sarah has to say about O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And um, this is giving an example of what you would be winning with, uh, with Sarah. I covered quite a few of these um, really more traditional hymns. Um, uh, o Come, O Come, Emmanuel, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, Angels from the Realms of Glory, God rest you, merry gentlemen. Yeah. And so um, just a few weeks ago, I posted that um, I think I, I made more of an Advent record than a Christmas record. And I had been saying all along, this record is less kind of circled up around the nativity, and it's more in that pre-dawn yes. moment of waiting and that longing. So I think the title is really apt, that we, we are, especially in the season, we're holding the tension of joy and longing and that really speaks to, you know, the, to the story of Mary. Uh, you think about the, this pre-dawn moment. Jesus is there. He's, he's already there but invisible. And the world is waiting for something to happen, um, something to kind of break loose. And I've been saying I think Jesus was born into a day much like our own. And, um, and so, I don't know, I think we can really, this year especially, really relate with that feeling of, um, for good reason, we have heaviness in our hearts, and we have a sense of longing for for something new and something good to break through. At the same time, uh, for good reason, we have hope and we have joy. So I felt like these songs really spoke to that place, and I really have always loved Advent in the sense of taking the month to really um, prepare myself for, for Christmas Day. The years that I've just sort of hit Christmas without doing that, um, are very different than the years where I've I've had some sort of like thoughtful preparation. And December is the month of the longest night, you know. So it it naturally kind of leads us into this darkness and quiet. And um, so I try not to plow through that. That's Sarah Groves. And you know what? Let's play the song as long as she's talking about there. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. We'll take our first break a little later than usual. We'll, we'll go into that. And if you want to win a copy of Sarah's Joy of Every Longing Heart CD, the newest one she has, a Christmas record, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just the word Sarah, S-A-R-A, uh, Christmas, if you can throw it in there, that helps out too. We'll draw your name out to perhaps win. And there's a big grand prize with a bunch of CDs of hers we're going to give away tomorrow. All right. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. This is just the beginning of the hour. Lots to shoehorn in, including Jim Daly from Focus on the Family and a gentleman named Jake Hoot, who won season 17 of The Voice a couple nights ago. He's going to join us for a few minutes as well. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Here until 
360, WFL.com, and on the app, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. That's Sarah Groves and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel from her new Christmas CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart. Sarah had a Christmas record out 10 years ago also, uh, uh, just called, uh, what was it called? Oh, Holy Night was the name of that. And uh, what we're doing today is like a lot of giveaways, and we have several guests we're going to work in, a lot to pack in here. Um, but before we get into that, just a quick P.S. We, we started off the hour with our uh, front desk person extraordinaire, uh, Sue, who came in. She's the person who mails the prizes out. It's cool to have her up here, and we uh, are giving away The Characters of Christmas. It's a book by an author named Daniel Darling. He was on the program recently. The book is uh, subtitled The Unlikely People Caught Up in the Story of Jesus. And we have four copies to hand out to people who texted in. Donna in Trenton, New Jersey, going to get one of those. Uh, who else do we have here? Susan in Philadelphia texted in. And we have Rita in Southampton, New Jersey. And uh, who else? And Patty texted in. Although I need Patty's address. No, it's in Deptford, New Jersey. There we go. Those are the four winners of The Characters of Christmas by Daniel Darling. We're going to close that off. Go to a quick break. Just a quick reminder, if you want to win Sarah's new CD, the Christmas one, send a text. We've been giving it away all week. 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. We'll draw a couple of winners today and tomorrow. And then tomorrow we give away a grand prize. Not just the Christmas CD she just put out. Not just the one she did before. But also four more of her CDs and a songbook. That's the grand prize we're giving away tomorrow. It's a lot to keep track of. Believe me, I'm doing my best to plow through it, pass these prizes out so you can get them in time for Christmas. Quick break. We'll come back with Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family. We also have Jake Hoot, who won season 17 of The Voice a couple nights ago, joining us before the hour's done. That and much more on the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. WFIL, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, and we welcome aboard now Jim Daly from Focus on the Family. Hello, sir. Tim, it's great to be with you. Wonderful to have you on the program. It's a, pl- a privilege to have the ministry on the air a couple of times each day, actually 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m., and we're glad to have you on. Yeah, it's good. I so appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's a great relationship we have, Focus on the family with the radio stations, and, it, it, you know, hopefully folks are supporting you and the station there locally and yeah. and helping focus so that it works well. Yeah. Well, I, I want to get into a couple of things. We've been talking about the, the match that's available to folks. Maybe we could start with that. And then uh, a couple other questions I had for you, too. Just so folks are aware of the ministry in general, what Focus is about, uh, obviously the name family is there, but there's a, lot, there's a lot that goes with that. Well, we love the title, obviously, Focus on the Family. It keeps us uh, focused on the core things, marriage and parenting primarily, but also evangelism and discipleship. A lot of people don't know Focus in the last 12 months, and we do the research every year. We had over 293,000 people make a decision for Christ. And that one excites me the most because we believe, you know, that's kind of the foundation of everything. Um, you, can, you can walk away and get a marriage repaired, but if you don't introduce them to the author of marriage, we've kind of missed the mark as a Christian organization. So we're really happy with the number of people that have come to Christ this past year. And then from there, the marriage and parenting side, obviously, but also adv- advocacy for children. 
and that really falls in the space of uh, ultrasound machines and pregnancy resource clinics. Uh, by doing that, we've uh, estimated the lives saved about 440,000 over the last 15 years wow. as we've been doing that. So that's a thrill. And then Wait No More, the foster adoption program that we have. We have almost 5,000 families that have adopted typically uh, sibling sets. So maybe as many seven to 10,000 kids may have been adopted through that program. We just can't know for sure because of the secrecy or the uh, privacy issues that are related to that. And uh, man, the beat goes on. And then, you know, being engaged in the culture, that's still something that we do. We're engaged. We're working with those of us that are those who believe in a pro-family perspective in Washington, D.C., and the state level. So we're still very active in that space. Yeah, one of the programs also, we air uh, uh, you know, a number of things connected. Like we have the radio theater uh, on Saturday yeah. nights here, for example. So talk, talk about that uh, little aspect, if you would. Well, that one, you know, radio theater, we're not in production right now on that, but we may come back to it. But we did some wonderful work. Uh, I just actually was sending a copy of Les Miserables to uh, a friend of mine who loves that play and, and derives so much spiritual benefit from it. So I just pulled it from my shelf and sent it to a friend. But we produced the, the Bonhoeffer story along with many others. The Bonhoeffer story won a Peabody Award, which is a big deal. Mm. Even in the secular context, that's a, a, an amazing award to win. And uh, so we, we've been really proud of the radio theater side. And we were just talking today, actually, with the film department here at Focus. You know, how do we get to that big story, the narrative story? How do we make marriage uh, position it so that it can be once again honored by all rather than ravaged and ridiculed? And, uh, yeah, we're going to come up with some great film ideas in the next uh, – probably the next 24 months or so we'll have some releases helping parents do a better job parenting. You know, so many parents are stressed and – they have so much going on that it's hard for them to concentrate in a culture where they're pulling, the culture's pulling the kids in directions that they don't approve of and don't appreciate, and yet it's hard to mount the counter comp, uh, campaign to really help your kids think through things in a healthy way, an emotionally stable way, and in a, a faith-oriented way. Jim Daly is our guest, uh, president, te- pro- proper title, president of Focus on the Family. Am I missing? I'm sure I'm missing. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. That's it. <laughs> they work okay. And of course, yeah. folks will recognize your voice from the program itself, uh, which airs on WFIL 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. Uh, also on Saturday nights, in addition to the, to the theater part, is the uh, Adventures and Odyssey program, which airs every Saturday night, too. Um, ah, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, also a little later on in the, in the evening, we have the, um, the Boundless Show with Lisa Anderson, I believe it is. Oh, good. She's so. rightfully uh, irreverent. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to prove the point that the Ministry of Focus on the Family, because her program is more in the young adult range, right? Uh, so it t- is, yeah, 20, 30 something. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot, to, a lot of uh, aspects or facets to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. And just for folks who've been listening in, if folks want to give a, a donation to the ministry between now and the end of the year, it'll be doubled. I have a, I have a fun time with it when I talk about it on the air. And like $10 becomes 20 100 becomes 200 $497.12 becomes a lot, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Do the math. But it's so much fun, you know, these friends that have done this. And, you know, it's hundreds of people that have come together, and some give big chunks to the matching campaign. But this year is the biggest year we've ever had with about $7.6 million wow. in matching funds. So the, we were overwhelmed. I mean, in years past, it's been $3, 4000000 million, which is great. But uh, this year, uh, those folks were able to come back and say, no, we want to – 
provide over $7 million and, and allow that to be matched. And, you know, it's just a fun way. Some people have struggled with that. I know some of the donors to focus saying you don't need to entice us. But, hey, let's look at the positive side. It's just a great way for other people to be motivated to maybe give a little more, give something at all. Sure. And uh, that way it gets matched. So that's it's, it's, it's not negative. It's really fun. It kind of inspires one another to give. Yeah. Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, our guest. Quick break. We'll come back, continue our conversation, and some more contesting as well. More to come on the Tim DeMoss Show in just a second on WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 432 with the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Thanks for listening in today. Forecast calling for a sunny rest of the afternoon. High of 33. Cleared night low 17. Sunday tomorrow, high 36. Sixers lost to Miami last night, 108-104. It's their first loss of the season at home for the Sixers. They're home tomorrow against Dallas. Flyers home tonight against Buffalo. No Thursday night football. That's done for the year, but uh, the game's now on Saturday, Sunday, mostly Sunday. Uh, and uh, Eagles are home Sunday afternoon, speaking of which, 425, big game with the Cowboys. We're continuing our conversation with Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family today. Uh, just share for a second, stepping back from the ministry, how you came to know the Lord, because without that, obviously, you know, you're not, you're not part of Focus and you're not doing what you're doing. Well, and that goes back to the first comment. That's the base, the baseline. That's the foundation. And when I was 15 years old, I was... You know, I was an orphan kid. My mom died when I was nine. I ended up in foster care after our stepdad left the family. And then my bio dad reemerged, and I lived with him for a year. Then he passed away, and I ended up going to junior high and high school living with my 19-year-old brother. So it was, uh, you know, I laugh sometimes because the Lord, in his, in his wisdom, you know, I look at Dr. Dobson, who came from a really good family and an only child and a normal, intact, healthy family. And then I came from this disaster, dysfunctional yes. <laughs> end of it. And it's just like the Lord to say, you know what, I own it all. It's all mine if you yield yourself to me. And so at 15, those pieces came together for me. And this is why I love Fellowship of Christian Athletes so much. And I went to a football camp my football coach had sponsored me to go to, and a guy got down and said, have men let you down? Has your father let you down? Has your stepfather let you down? I went, wow, this guy's talking to me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I just came forward. He said, I'll introduce you to someone who will never let you down, and that's Jesus Christ. And this is why I, I believe in FCA and Young Life and all those great organizations that reach teenagers, because uh, they're doing a great job. And it's so frustrating Tim, when I look at it, you look at groups like the ACLU and those that oppose Christian groups in public spaces, public schools. But my goodness, the good work they're doing, keeping kids off drugs and alcohol, I'm so sad that the ACLU would have such a downer view of that, that they're more fearful that these kids would get to know God than destroy themselves with drugs and alcohol. It really makes no sense at all. Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, our guest. Uh, and just share, if you would, too, moving from that point, how you came to Focus in the first place and how God brought you into the ministry. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was actually working in industry. Uh, I obtained a, uh, a business degree. I studied at Waseda University in Japan. I came back, went to work in, a, in a, the paper industry, actually, for international paper. And then a friend called me out of the blue and said, would you be interested in coming to work at Focus? It was 1989. Hmm. And I talked to my wonderful wife of three years at that point, Jean, and we'd married in 86. And we were offered a nice figure, uh, a six-figure salary at that time. And uh, I said, yeah, let's go down and we'll interview. And we did it. And 
focus came back with a, a ministry salary, significantly less. And I remember turning to Jean saying, should we do it? She said, I'm with you no matter what you decide. I want to stand with you. I think God will honor your decision. And what a wonderful um, thing for a, a man who had been married just three years to have your wife step up and support you like that. So we made the decision. We took less than a third of that salary that I was offered with international paper and went to work at Focus. It's been great. I didn't anticipate where this would go, but I am grateful to the board, Dr. Dobson, for saying, hey, we're the ones we're the, we're the one that wants you to go forward, take it forward. So it's worked out. Yeah. What, speak, if you would, for one second also, just about um, so people can pray for you better, perhaps. Um, maybe some of the biggest challenges that you face on a practical note could be the topics. It could be the, just the technology, well, whatever it is, you know, <clears throat> the, any aspects in particular. I think, you know, it's great that Solomon set the stage here because I think his prayer was the right one. Always pray for wisdom, because if you have wisdom, you've got what is more precious than silver and gold. And wisdom, of course, is close to the heart of God. And so I think I'm always praying for great wisdom in the decision-making that I have to execute here, focus on the family. And I think if you have that, that godly wisdom, that, that'll get you through so many things. I think the other thing in the culture today, to be practical, there's so many times, and we've had it hit us this year, of course, the flap over Drew Brees working with us on Bring Your Bible to School, which is a great program. We had 725,000 kids participate this past year. And, you know, it even shook Drew Brees a little bit and his agent when, uh, you know, the LGBT crowd kind of shook them down, intimidated them that they shouldn't be working with a hate group like Focus on the Family. Hmm. And it's so unfortunate. And, and most of that rolls off of my back. I get it. Chuck Colson, he and I had lunch one day, and, and he was so great in the transition. He was a mentor to me. And he, I remember him saying, Jim, always remember in that political battle, those issues, he said, we don't get angry if a blind man steps on your foot. And uh, in, the, in this context, you just related that to spiritual blindness and yeah. the fact that people that do things to us out of ignorance who are bigoted toward us in the religious community, the faith community, just remember they're spiritually blinded and not to be angry. And, and that's very difficult to restrain that fleshly response. And uh, yet it's so godly when we can, and it demonstrates the love of Christ when we can restrain ourselves from a more human response when people are attacking us. So that's another area that I would ask for prayer in that public arena when you're getting bludgeoned by people who aren't telling the truth or don't know you, that you're a bigot, a homophobe, whatever it might be, yeah. and you're going, who are they talking about? Because it ain't me. <laughs> and, uh, and yet it does tend to, you know, it can get you irritated, and you've got to bridle that with the love of Christ. Uh, it's funny you mentioned Drew Brees. I was thinking about that earlier this week with yeah. his monster record night. What he, he think he missed on one pass and set the record uh, <laughs> yeah. for completion percentage in a game? Man. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate him. And you know, I just would encourage those people in in the entertainment field, in the sports field, the athletes, not to take the bait. Uh, represent Christ well. Don't abandon those organizations that also represent Christ well, especially as the culture continues to move through turbulent times. I think. Uh, I just want to give them encouragement to be bold, stand true. We don't have to wag a finger. We don't need to be mean-spirited. But we, too, living in a democracy, have every right to express our viewpoint. And uh, I would just encourage us to do it in a Christ-like way. Yeah, that's a great reminder, because, like you said, you could just think uh, the loving thing to do is to completely cave in and be quiet and say, okay, I don't want to cause any problems. But you know that's not true. But you don't want to be like the opposite end, like you just said, uh, as far as— 
being antagonistic or causing a scene. <laughs> so, well, and there's so many good scriptures. You know, the New Testament's filled with examples of extending grace and kindness to the world, and ironically, being a little tougher on each other, making sure that we're not doing things that pull the the cause of Christ down. So I, that's what I would concentrate on. Let's hold each other accountable. Be kind toward the world. Let them see something that uh, attracts them to a relationship with Christ. Jim Daly is our guest. He's the president of Focus on the Family. We'll take a quick break, wrap up our chat with him. We also have Jake Hoot, who won season 17 of The Voice a couple of nights ago. He'll join us before the program's done. And if you want to enter to win Sarah Groves' Christmas CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. Just throw the word Sarah in there, S-A-R-A. And we'll know what that's all about. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 441, the Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Once again, if you want to win a Sarah Grove's uh, Joy of Every Longing Heart CD and qualify for a grand prize with a bunch of others, Send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683, just your uh, first and last name if you would, and the word Sarah, or the word Christmas, and we'll know what that's all about. Uh, we have Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, with us for a few more moments here on the program. You're winding down, looking into 2020, just, again, things people can pray for about, or, or just what's uh, on the horizon, do you think, for Focus on the Family? Oh, man, I'm, I'm feeling so good about where we're at, because I think... Uh, People are responding to the great programs that are going on at Focus. We have, there's so many wonderful things. Hope Restored, a lot of this is a marriage intensive, and usually these couples have signed divorce papers, and we have a two-year, post-two-year, 80% success rate with these couples. And I just want to see more throughput, more couples able to go through the program. I'd love to see 5,000 couples a year. Right now we're running at about 1,500 to 2,000 couples a year. I'd like to see five, ten thousand couples a year uh, going through the program and saving their marriages. And, and just that alone, you know, you think of a five-year uh, look at that, and we have 50,000 marriages saved within the Christian community. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm-hmm. That would probably decrease the divorce rate by 10 15%. And I'm excited about that. This is where the real action is, keeping a family together. I remember I was with Justice Kennedy, the Supreme Court justice who retired a while back, and we were talking about golf because he was a golf fan. And I just said to the justice, I said, you know, sometimes Christian organizations are hit because we don't feed a cup of soup to a hungry person and fight poverty. And many Christian organizations do, World Vision and Compassion. And that is a wonderful Christian uh, tradition of taking care of the poor. But I said, you know, focus on the family. We attack the number one predictor of poverty, and that's divorce. When we keep a marriage together, it keeps a, a mother and ch- uh, children going from 6% poverty in a married environment to 36% being in poverty in a single home environment. Mm. And uh, he put his hands behind his head and said, you know what, I never thought about it that way. We need more thinkers in the culture to think about the importance of marriage and why, why it's right to keep them together. Yeah. Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family, You've been kind enough to hang out with us. Two last things for you, because I'd like to ask people for wisdom who are a little further down the path than I am. You've been married 30, how many years now? 33. Okay. And my wife and I were 23. <laughs> so I, I need to pick your brain, because especially because you're obviously with the amount of responsibility you have, any insight, to, and this will apply to anybody, <laughs> just about <laughs> how, you know, whatever, anything you actually, I don't even have a specific question, but just wisdom about 
you know, no. that relationship. It's so important. It's funny. I'm thinking, is my, is my wife listening? <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, it's so good. What Gene and I are learning, and we're having, I'd say, one of the best times in our marriages, in our marriages right now, because we have a 19-year-old and 17-year-old, and I think Gene and I both have learned that God's in control of those teenage boys, and you've got to let go and let them expand their wings, let them find their faith on their own, etc. And especially when you're parenting kids in the home, there's such stress. I used to joke and say, we'd have a great marriage if we didn't have teenagers. Because <laughs> every night I'd lay my head on the pillow and she'd say something like, you know, the problem with so-and-so. And yeah. I'd just go, uh-oh. And I think dads, we kind of crawl in a hole because we don't want to deal with that. They're going to grow out of it. Don't worry. But um, I think just that the oxygen we have in our marriage right now is largely due in part to our uh, patients our peace of mind that God has this, that we don't have to stress out with where our kids are at. Of course, you want to pray for them and be appropriately concerned when it's, when it's time to do that. But generally speaking, count your blessings, love your kids. And I think when, that, when you relax in that way, your marriage is actually much better. The other thing I'd really encourage people to do is literally um, just spend time together. Take 10 minutes a day, and when you get home, from the office or whatever it might be, and just tell the kids to go play. This is mommy and daddy time. Take 10 minutes and just connect emotionally, mm-hmm. and it'll be one of the best investments in your marriage. That's great. That's great because you could also think that's not enough. I'll do it another time and wait for the big, you know, two hour, five hour weekend. Me- yeah. You know, and it's like, well, that's, months have gone by and that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> exactly right. And plus, your kids get to see it modeled well that the home is not built around them. It's built around mom and dad's marriage. Yeah. Last and thing, that's critical. Well, and last thing for you, along those lines, just if, like, with the holiday time and Christmas time and all that, what do you guys, do you guys have any special times uh, planned traditions or whatever recipes or anything like that fun? Yeah, no, we're going to have some fun. Normally, uh, Jean's folks passed away in the last few years. So we used to go out to Southern California every, every Christmas. Hmm. And, uh, that is, that is different. This will be the Christmas first Christmas. We'll be staying home. And so we're going to, uh, you know, concentrate on that. And then we're going to actually have a little fun with some snowmobiles. The snowmobiles. A friend of mine has some, and we're going to go ride some snowmobiles. So. Oh, that's Pray fun. Pray for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't all of a sudden think back to those high school days where you were, <laughs> I can do this, no problem. Yeah, you know my Achilles heel. You you hit me right there. <laughs> I can still do this. Put the ER number on your speed dial just in case. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> Well, Jim, it's a pleasure talking with you. We're glad to have the partnership with Focus and be able to support what you do and help all the different facets of, of Focus. And so keep up the great work. God bless you. Um, thank you. Yeah. Can I say a fast prayer for you? Absolutely. Okay. I appreciate it. Lord, thanks for Jim and for the entire organization to Focus on the Family. And I just ask your wisdom on Jim as he talked about and pray you guide and direct him, would strengthen his marriage and his family and would give him and the rest of the staff and those in leadership there wisdom as well and hearts that are, are close to you and uh, that walk straight in your paths and run in the paths of your commands and may they continue to enjoy the blessing of, of following you and trusting and knowing you're completely good in every way. So uh, pray against any temptations or any issues that, that could pop up, and especially in a huge organization, just that everyone from, from every different department would, would know and be in love with you and that that would come through in the ministry that they have with the marriage restored, hope restored, and all the other aspects and facets of the ministry. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you so much, Tim. Take care and Merry Christmas. You too. Thanks, Jim. Have a great day. All right. Bye now. Bye-bye. 
It's Jim Daly, president of Focus on the Family. Heard weekdays at 7 a.m. and 8.30 p.m. on WFIL. And just a quick reminder, if you want to bless the ministry of Focus on the Family, any gift that you happen to give to them between now and the end of the year will get doubled. They actually have a very large uh, support in that, in that regard. So if you happen to be someone who like, really wants to help them on a large level, you know, talking six figures, they actually have people who will match that. Pretty cool. But whatever you can do, take $10, $20, $50 is a big blessing to any of the ministries. They really appreciate that and, and your support in general, just knowing that you're listening and appreciate them. So uh, feel free to do that uh, at uh, their website, too. All right, so quick break. We'll come back. We have time just enough for our uh, last special guest, Jake Hoot, who won season 17 of The Voice just a couple of nights ago. And we have uh, Sarah Groves trying to do for at least one or two of her CDs. We'll explain that more in a moment in WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 451 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. If you want to win Sarah Groves' new Christmas CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart, send a quick text to 610-500-DOVE. First and last name and the word Sarah will draw after our chat with the season 17 winner of The Voice just a couple nights ago, Jake Hoot. How you doing, Jake? Hey, Tim. How are, I'm doing great, man. How are you? Whirlwind. I'm wonderful. Whirlwind week for you, man. And, and stretch of time, actually. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind the past few days. Absolutely. Well, congratulations again on Tuesday night's win. And uh, I'm, I'm watching the video and I'm thinking, could you breathe right before <laughs> the announcement of if you're going to win or you know, come in second? That must have been unbelievable just that last moment. What, what did it feel like for you? Oh, man, it was, you know, I thought anybody else but me would win. Um, and I thought for sure Ricky had it. So, yeah, I was definitely short of breath. And then when they announced my name, I think I almost passed out. I just kind of <laughs> got the wind knocked out of me. But, yeah, it was it was an incredible time. Still kind of a whirlwind because it's just so fast paced. You know, you, you leave there, go straight to a press conference and, you know, there's just all this different stuff that you, that you're doing. Um, but very grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. You had, of course, a, a very interesting path in many ways, even on the front end on the blind audition. And I guess of the four judges, uh, Kelly was the only one who turned the chair and um, speak to that, the, the, the power of also, cause I know that you have, you know, a fondness for Kelly and the fact that she's just such an encouraging kind of person, what the power of somebody who, who believes in you, what that can do. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I've always struggled with, with you know, confidence and stuff. And then, you know, to be on that, that level and that platform um, and to have somebody of her caliber that's just behind you and, and pushing you, encouraging you, like, I mean, it, it, did, it did wonders for me. I mean, it definitely helped, you know, boost my confidence and, you know, help me throughout the entire competition. Yeah. Was there anything in particular you learned about yourself over the course of the time that you were participating in The Voice? Um, I learned that, you know, I learned that I could get out there and, and, and you know, and actually chase this thing and, and do it because I've always thought that, you know, anytime I was on any kind of big stage, somebody made a mistake and let me on there. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I just learned a ton about myself. I used to say that there was no way I could play and or perform on stage without my guitar. And then by the end of, you know, the voice, I'm, I'm more comfortable without my guitar now playing up there and walking around and singing. And so, um, you know, just so many different things you learn about yourself and about your craft and definitely an incredible experience that I recommend for anybody who, who you know, is thinking about doing it. 
Yeah, I understand you have an interesting upbringing too. Uh, our station here is actually a Christian radio station, and I saw in your bio that your parents were missionaries in uh, the, the DR for quite some time. Did you share about that? You remember much about that growing up? Absolutely. Yeah. No. I mean, it was it was the the most incredible way to grow up. You know, I'm one of nine kids, and my parents were church planners um, in the Dominican, and so I lived there about almost 11 years before I moved back to the U.S. to go to college, but. Uh, you know, you learn so much stuff about other cultures and about, you know, being grateful for what you have because in other countries people are, you know, they don't have that. And, you know, it was just it was definitely something that, um, you know, shaped who I am today growing up that way and, um, and whatnot. But uh, definitely very grateful that my parents, you know, followed, you know, uh, God's will and, and, and raised us the way that they did. Are they still in the DR to this day or have they come back too? They're not. They 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 moved back about three years after I moved back, um, and Dad's now currently working on starting a uh, a work in Tennessee, like uh, like a Hispanic church out that way. So um, they're still very involved in our home church back home and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's nice to have them back. Yeah, and speaking of Spanish, I guess you would have picked up uh, the language fairly quickly, being immersed in that in the culture for you know, even a few months can do it. But you were there for how many year number of years, right? Yes, sir. I was there for almost 11. Um, and yeah, we, we, we went out because we didn't have electricity a lot of the time. And so we would do our homeschool early on in the day and then go out and play like dominoes and other street games and stuff during the day. And so we quickly picked up on it and, um, you know, just had a great, great childhood growing up that way. That's a great thing. And you mentioned Tennessee, too. I actually have family in uh, one brother in Chicago, two brothers in Chattanooga and another one in uh, Nashville for many years. So you're kind of, we've got you surrounded. I think one's 90 minutes south and one 90 minutes west of you, if I have my geography correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love I love me some uh, some Chattanooga and Nashville. Um, I was in Chattanooga, I don't know how many months ago. Um, it's just a beautiful area down there. Yeah. And you, did you come back from the DR to go to school in, in uh, Tennessee? Was that the next step for you? Yes, sir. So our home church, you know, our sending church was out of uh, Carthage, Tennessee. And so I moved back and um, worked a little bit around that area. Um, and then I, you know, I decided that, uh, well, I had moved back with the intention of going to college, but I just didn't know where yet. Yeah. And once I got an idea, then, you know, I uh, I quickly started and just kind of hung out in Tennessee and ended up moving to Cookville where, you know, I call home now. And um, it, it was just, it's, it's just been a great home to, to me and my family. And so I'm, I'm excited to get back and See everybody here in the next few days. Yeah. Well, and one other just related to that was it uh, musical related studies? I know there's like Belmont and there are other universities that have an emphasis on music. Was that what you were going to school for? Or, uh, no, sir. I actually, yeah. I actually got a. Um, I went to Tennessee Tech University. Okay. Um, and got a degree in interdisciplinary studies with education in Spanish. Um, I had I had wanted to. Uh, funny story, and I told Kelly this. I originally wanted to go to school for opera music. Um, wow. And quickly, you know, once I, I, I almost got there, I was just like, oh, I don't think that'd be a, a good move. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's, it's worked out and um, grateful. I haven't used my degree yet, but just having that, you know, has definitely opened doors. Like the job that I have back home in radio, um, it opened that door for me. And so it it was it was a great experience and very grateful for it. So you do some work in radio? I didn't know that. I do. I, I sell it. So I'm I'm one of the sales reps that goes out to local businesses and. You know, and ask for their money, and I get to, uh, to to do creative, you know, copywriting and stuff like that. And so it's it's been a great job. I've been doing it for about five years. That's very cool. Well, if you're ever in Philly and you need a job, let us know. We have two stations. We're always growing. <laughs> Heck yeah, man! I will definitely hit you up. <laughs> 
That sounds great. Well, Merry Christmas to you. I'm sure you're eager to get back home, too, because as fun as it is to be doing everything like that, being away from family is not as fun. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Macy, my, my four-year-old, before she headed out uh, two days or yesterday, she goes, Daddy, hurry up and come home so we can open presents. So, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to being home and spending the holidays with my family. That's great. Jake Hu, congratulations. God bless you. Have a great rest of your holiday season, and I'm sure we'll hear from you again at some point down the road. Yes, sir. God bless y'all. Thank you so much, and Merry Christmas. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. That's Jake Hoot, part of Team Kelly Clarkson, who won Season 17 of The Voice this past Tuesday night. Congratulations to Jen in Phoenixville. We just drew her name to win Sarah Groves' new Christmas CD, Joy of Every Longing Heart. We'll have more of those to give away tomorrow, plus a big Sarah Groves grand prize. And Mary Wilson of the Supremes joins us tomorrow, wrapping up with A Man's Wisdom Gives Him Patience. It is to his glory to overlook an offense. Proverbs 19. Jim Maxim, Acts 4, 13 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.